We are the Nerd Eternal Network. Hello and welcome to this inaugural episode of Impulse with Tony and Todd. Uh, this is going to be a new show on the Nerd Eternal Network. And as our first guest, we have Mr. Dave Wilkins, the artist <laughs> from uh, the Wolverine vs. Blade comic book. Give the folks a shout out. Hey guys, how y'all doing? doing pretty good, how about yourself, man? Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> excellent. excellent, excellent, good to hear. Glad to have you as our first guest. I, Like I was telling you earlier, I love that book. Oh, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, happy to be here, man. It's awesome. So I understand there's a little bit of history behind this book. It was almost <laughs> the book that never was. Could you give us oh, yeah. behind that, man? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can only tell as much as I know about it. And uh, so... That's fine. Uh, they nicknamed this book The Editor Killer years ago. Because it had gone through three or four editors before it got to us. And every person that had it either quit or just moved on or moved up or, you know, passed the book off to somebody else, right? And so they had an artist on the book before me um, who had the book for, like, two years and turned in a pencil sketch. Because right. I guess the guy was like super busy with other, you know, deadlines and things like that. So when they they asked me if I wanted it, I'm like, wait, Wolverine and Blade in the same book? I'm like, yeah, I want that, you know. Um, so we we got rocking on it, and uh, you know, I did. Technically, pencils and inks for probably 30 out of 36 pages when they put the book on pause. They were like, we got this huge vampire crossover that's happening. I think it was the Curse of the Mutants storyline. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Where, yeah, where they, where they made like vampirism like a mutant strain in the books. And uh, they were like, six months after this thing finishes, you know, we'll put you back on the book and we'll, we'll put it out. Well... Six months turned into 10 years. Wow. Yeah, it was a bunch of false starts and a bunch of, like, yeah, we're going to do it. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And it got to the point where it was, you know, it was kind of crying wolf, you know. Mm-hmm. And I love Mark. Uh, you know, we've been friends for years and years and years. And uh, every time he'd see me at Comic-Con, he'd be like, dude, it's going to happen. And I would just laugh. I'm just like, we should just do something else, man, because I, I don't believe you. And uh, fast forward to, yeah, 10 years ago, because uh, there's one pinup in, in the book where, like, Wolverine and Blade, like, lock up, and, it, I, you know, it's got a like, signature on it, and it's from the original date, and it says 2009. Wow. And, yeah, a lot of people are hitting me up, like, was that a mistake? Or I'm like, oh, no, I left that in there. That's, that's when it was done. I just colored it, you know, now. But, uh, yeah, uh, I want to say, I don't know, September or October of next year, or last year, uh, sorry, um, 
I get a, uh, an email saying, hey, you know, <laughs> Marvel, do you, do you have any desire to finish it? And I'm like, man, finish? You know, like, you're talking to 10-year-old art. No artist wants to put out 10-year-olds saying that, yeah, this is my latest and greatest. Yeah. And so we, we went back and forth, and they were, but, you know, I was told to, quote, unquote, not George Lucas it, you know, they don't want me to, like, redo everything, but uh, I kind of hijacked it as much as I And um, once I found out the official street date, I was like, I'm going to take as much time as I can, you know. And really, like, do do what I can to it. And so we, you know, ballooned the book up from 36 pages to 40 because I put a couple spreads in there because I didn't think that, uh, you know, Wolverine really got a chance to stretch out and do his thing. Uh and yeah, it's, it's a, a super, super intense, intense book. book. Uh, yeah, well, I was checking that out, and I was looking at. So you're saying that the the, the artwork that's in that book is ten years old? Yeah, like like, like my style of digital painting is, is I'll do you know tonal stuff, the my value stuff first, and then color it last. Kind of like when you see guys today that they'll do. Uh, like gouache or Copic markers, you know, do the, the tonal stuff on the board and then they'll scan it and then color it in Photoshop or whatever they, they found. You don't feel like using it. Um, there's, I don't know, I would say a third of the book that's new. Uh, well, probably more than that because uh, there was 10 pages that we had to do from scratch that were, were never drawn. And then I probably redid about another six to eight pages. Um, yeah, it's just it's kind of rough around the edges because in addition to some of the art being ten years old, you know, so is my storytelling. You know? uh, it's it's still pretty impressive, man. I mean, yeah, that stuff is gorgeous. I appreciate it. Now. For people who are out there who aren't too familiar with your work, yeah. leading, up, leading up to this point, what are some of the other genres of media that people have seen your artwork but may not have noticed it, it was you? Um, yeah. Did you do some stuff for Five Finger Death Punch at once? I did. Yeah, I did a couple album covers for them. Um, it was funny because before, and, well, I guess while this was going on, um, mm -hmm. I worked for Namco. I was like one of the lead concept of, uh, art directors on Splatterhouse, and also ten years ago. Yeah. So a lot of the promo stuff you saw, you know, with Rick like pulping heads and like smashing things. Um, that was my stuff. And on the on the soundtrack for Splatterhouse. And they were, you know, fans of my stuff with Rick. And so when they, when they had their uh, new album, well, it's a couple years old now, coming out, they reached out to me. And, you know, there was a definite instant kinship just because, like, we had worked together with them on the, on the soundtrack for Splatterhouse, you know. Um, and just being fans of that whole, you know, monster genre. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, I'd also worked for Capcom doing a number of things for uh, Street Fighter. Um, like the Marvel vs. Capcom, I want to say three. Um, did some stuff for that. And then the strategy I covered for uh, Street Fighter V, um, 
like the hardbound thing. So, you know, I've always kind of, well, I've always been involved with games mostly and just kind of flirted with comics because it didn't really, like, games are super, as you can imagine, labor-intensive and deadline-intensive. So, like, there's not very much wiggle room, but when I do have it, I like to jump out there, you know, because I love comics. And it shows. It shows. <laughs> I mean, it did. I did. I, I know I'm back to that Wolverine v. Blade, but I know there is one question that's on the internet that everybody and their mama's asking, <laughs> considering Blade. Is Blade yeah. based off of somebody that we've seen before? Uh, let's see. <laughs> I, will, yeah, I, will, yeah, I will say I'm a huge fan fan of said person. Uh, yeah. No, like, I, I, like, I love Michael Jordan. Like, I'm a uh, huge fan of his. Um, and I wanted Blade... How can I say this the right way? Um, I just didn't want him to be a Kendall painted brown. I wanted him to be an authentically black, ethnic-looking superhero. Right? Yeah. And... Um, I just, I just think, think Michael Jai Way is, like, like, like that dude's been, like, black superhero for me for, for years, even before, you know, you know, yeah. all his movies, you know, uh, his presence, you know, he's, he's just awesome, you know, um, and when Mark saw it, he just laughed because he and Mark worked together on the Arrow TV show. Oh, nice. Where he, he plays, plays uh, Bronze Tiger, Tiger show on Arrow. Yeah. Um, so, so when Mark saw me, like at, at one of our signings, he was just like, "Dude, that looks just like." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." I, I tried to in a couple panels like uh, start to change it because uh, I was like, "Man, I don't even know if this dude would." You know, you don't know how someone's gonna feel. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, so, so I, started, I started, like, like you know, like, utilizing other, you know, guys like, you know, John Jones and stuff like that, because I really needed something for, um, you know, Blade to be intense, you know, yeah. like, you know, some of the, like, fighting and stuff like that, and finding, like, models on, you know, the internet, you know, that's not going to do anything, you got some pretty boy, you know, with a, with a fake haircut, that's, that's not giving me, like, Emotional range, you know, like, like subtle stuff. But you know, yeah, you, but you you know, you did a job that was off the charts because all over the net, people were basically going, "See, this is Marvel saying that Michael Jai White's the new Blade. Michael Jai White's the new Blade." And then yeah. when they announced who was going to play Blade, everybody was like, yeah. "What?" But that's yeah. huh? That's got yeah, to feel great. Yeah. That's got to feel great that your art had people so. I mean, I mean, they were blazed. It was like, well, if yeah. it ain't Wesley, it's got to be oh, Michael yeah. Jai White because of this book. What the hell have you done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where, I don't know, like, if it wasn't for me, if it wasn't for Wesley, it was definitely Michael Jai White. Yeah. So, and, 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 and no disrespect to, you know, um, Mushrahal Ali. No, there's no disrespect there at all. Dude is a hell of an actor. No, no, no. It's not, just, but even the Blade TV show, like I feel that if Michael Jai White was Blade, it'd still be on the air. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. 
the dude is just, you know, I had hands, everybody. Yeah. I had to ask you that question though, because I, I I'm yeah, a YouTube, yeah, I'm a absolutely. I'm a tumor I'm a YouTube junkie, and it was and I was one of them. I was sitting there like, oh yeah, Michael John White's blade. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. What the hell is he yeah. doing out here? That's Cottonmouth. Yeah. You know what? Exactly. exactly. How dare you tell me a curve? Wow. Yeah, it was nothing, man. I was not. Uh, I, was, I, I mean, I think that guy's awesome, too. Uh, I do, too. His last season, his last season of uh, True Detective was brilliant. Uh, um, and everything he's in, you know, he, like, you know, choose screen. So I think it'll be great. I do. I think he'll be great. It was just, I knew when, when you agreed to do this interview, was, I had to ask you that. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah, was, sure, it was sure. everywhere. It was everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw, saw one of the YouTube, YouTube videos, videos and they started, started to mention that, and I was like, oh, man. man. <laughs> yeah. That would have been awesome, but, uh, yeah, I had, I had no say in that, you know. But, yeah, they were, everybody was totally, see, this is Marvel getting you prepared. It's going to be Mark, Michael J. White. Look at him. No, I'm just a big fan, just like everybody else. That's all. That's too cool. It's still, that's cool. Uh, so, Dave, what's your, what's your next move here? So, so you, you're, you're, you're fresh off of Blade and Wolverine. Yeah. You got that fire going with that. So what can we be expecting from you coming down the pike in the future, man? Um, let's see. Well, many years ago, I did a comic, my own IP, uh, El Zombo, which is a, like a zombie luchador. We're doing a, a new hardcover book for that. And it'll be a big Thanks, man. Yeah, so, like, we're definitely into that whole cell shape painted background kind of thing. Um, my brother Aaron uh, wrote up a story. He's very much a comic purist where he's like, I love your digital painting stuff, but pen and ink is comics to me. So I met him ha halfway and said, all right, I'll pen and ink the characters, but I'm painting these backgrounds to save me some time, you know? Because I like stuff that where the characters push forward anyway. Uh, mm -hmm. There's tons of beautiful art out there, but sometimes I feel just in my own opinion that when the environments are rendered as much or as much detail as the figures, the characters, they kind of things get lost. Yeah, because you, you know, you're in, it's, it's kind of century overload all at once. Yeah, and I, I just feel that as a reader. Um, if, if I'm, I'm focusing on how much hatching and detail you put in the background building rather than what your character is doing, that's not a win. So I try really hard to myself to be aware of that when I'm, when I'm doing things. Um, but yeah, like, um, that's next. I can say that Mark and I have reached out to, uh, you know, the shot callers at the House of M to see if there's something else they'd like us to work on. And uh, so we'll see. Like, things sound good, uh, especially considering, you know, Blade selling out uh, and going back for second printing. You know, I, man, you guys don't know. To have this book around my neck, uh, just like wait for 10 years, like, because it was the one thing that I really wanted to do. And it's, it's not, not like Marvel, Marvel didn't, you know, they weren't offering me work and things, things like that. that. I just 
felt it. it I just, when they, when they gave it back, I couldn't believe it, you know. So I jumped on it, knocked it out as best I could, and hoped that it would hit the shelf, and it did. Like, I was really, uh, I didn't believe it was real until I saw it in print, put it that way. Well, we're glad you finished it up, man, because, I mean, yeah. it, 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 it is something spectacular. If you guys haven't seen it, if you guys haven't read it, go to your local shops and pick that up, man. That is something that I have in your if you haven't read it by now, where have you been the last like three weeks? On a rock or something? You know, do something with yourself. Now, what are your top two uh, sideshow? Oh, yeah. So, uh, sideshow, you know, another group of uh, guys I work with out in. Uh, you may have to. You, you may have to repeat that. The connection went a little wonky there, so I don't know if anybody heard what you said. Yeah, yeah. So, so Sideshow Collectible. Uh, they make statues and prints and, and very forms of like our, our genre of art, you know. Uh, I do, you know, prints for those guys. And, uh, you know, I've done a few now with Chira. Um, Lobo, you know, to name a few. Um, and so, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I get to go in and we get to talk about my strengths, really. Like, let's face it, it's, it's big dudes. I'm a big dude. I like drawing big dudes. I'm, you know, so we go in and uh, we talk about different heroes and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. I've been working with them for a number of years. Uh, and, and, and the reason why I put you in that direction was I hear you're a huge Masters of the Universe fan. Oh, you don't you, you don't know anything about it. No. No. Yeah, man. Um, I'm very good friends with some guys over at Mattel, and it's very cool that Mattel actually they see it as a representation how they would like to see He-Man huge for me especially because I've done a convention called PowerCon for here which is basically focused on you know all things He-Man yeah and not only the current guard of Mattel and then you got some of the old school artists that worked, worked in, in you know, the, the, like, like all the box, box you know, you know Castle Grayskull and all the vehicles and stuff. I tell you, like, you, you're you're respecting the brand. brand. That that's, that's really, really huge for me. I just, I just look, look at when I see those figures and when you, you see a painting from the, like the battle armor, the battle armor Skeletor. It's all always how I saw them in my. You know, like, yeah, that figure looks like that, but in my head, when I'm playing one of them, like, that painting is what He-Man looks like to me, you know? Yeah. All right. I'm a huge Masters of the Universe fan myself. So you're a Masters fan, man. Like, just... I got a question. Uh, since since brand, again, for all the... <laughs> They're, they're, they're re-released with 
articulate you have a whole other generation of being exposed to the Give it, an, give it another shot, Tony. It's the, it's the hells of discord. You, you're sounding robotic and choppy. Start the beginning of the question, man, because you start talking and it was like, and man, this is the hell. This is the hells of doing this stuff like long distance, folks. You're depending on Discord, and Discord loves you sometimes, and then sometimes it goes to hell with you. I'm watching TV. Rebranding. How do you feel? About this, bring it back out for a whole other generation to experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's bring that, you know, and to see like. Okay. Younger, Younger kids, kids eight, eight, nine, nine ten, ten years, years old, where it's just, it's just, it just blew my mind. Uh, here's, I'll be 50, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm right behind you, dude. And I'm, I'm right ahead. I'm right ahead of Tony. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's great to see that. And, uh, you know, I think it'll get even bigger. Once, Once we, we do movie, movie with, with the, the effects, effects we have today, um, and then how big genre stuff is, science fiction, fiction. Uh, uh, and, and, and fans, or War yeah. Thrones, not, not anything that intense, but just, you know, when you have mythical creatures and stuff like that infused with, say, Star Wars, sci-fi tech, and just he man and it's just twitches, you know. I just hope they stay true. The story arc though. That's on yeah, any I mean, earth. No one comes to Earth, no keep it all on Eternia, no Earth, please. But I don't think there's been a movie that I can recollect in years that has not done that. You know what I mean? Like Thor did it, John Carter did it. Like there was Earth, on, you know, visits to Earth on every, you know, every one of those. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, this is what I got. I've Got all the lightning around that I hit everybody with before we close out the segments on these little casts that we do. So, okay. In career so far. Hmm. Uh, easily, easily Wolverine Blade. Okay. Yeah. 40, 40, you know, 
digitally painted stuff. Plus, you know, sequentials, doing pages at all. Like, uh, like seriously, salute to the, the guys and gals out there that do comics on the monthly because banging out 22 pages is not an easy thing to do. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So easily Wolverine Blade was the hardest thing in a long time. Yeah. Okay. If not for art, what other field would you be in if you couldn't be doing what you were doing right now? Mm, probably either marine biologist or coast guard because I like the water. Um, yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so with animation right now at the cusp mm -hmm. of everything, uh -huh. do you feel as though animation is taking over where the comic genre was, or do you feel like it's taking it to a whole other level and exposing people to a whole other genre that they wouldn't be possibly taking a part of? Well, I think animation is actually helping, and I'll tell you why. If you think about it, like, think about comics in the 90s, right? When, mm -hmm. like, everything was popping off. You know, you got Wildstorm and, you know, the whole image thing and, like, X-Men. All these books were in the millions and millions of copies of them, right? Um, video games looked like trash. You had yeah, hot true. box art, but then, like, the actual content was either, you know, 32-bit looking stuff or, like, really the boxy, right? So seeing heat, seeing from comics, right? And then uh, um, were, games were doing well because if you had a system, you know, that, that particular game frequently. Right. Uh, then as the art, uh, you know, think started learning more, I wouldn't say real, but believable. Like when you, you, could, you could watch, if you watch Tale of Tape, look at, at Mortal Kombat where it started. Yeah. And look at where it is now, right? You know what I mean? Like it's insane right now. 11 thing. Just insane. Uh, and the same thing with Street Fighter. Like Street Fighter, you know, they much more retain the stuff. And, but still, it's level. Um, so I think when people gravitated toward like systems being more affordable to home, and the graphics coming up, you know, that's where people start to, to seek their entertainment. You know, instead of a twenty-two-page comic that was like looking cool, they could just grab this controller. On there, and then, like you said, like animation pops off a lot of times, like animation, and, and it's kind of bringing it back to the books. Okay, yeah. So, oh, the other question, and we ask a lot of people, we ask a lot of people, we ask. If you could kill off mm -hmm. one character hero. permanently, <laughs> don't have to be a hero. Just one character permanently. They gone. Yeah. You never see them again. No nothing. No resurrection. Uh, gone. Dead. Who would it be? Uh, uh, um, be a tile, honest. Um, it'd either be Lex Luthor or, or 
it'd be Joker. Oh! Because I am sick to death. <laughs> I just feel, I seriously, both those, both Batman and Superman have a bajillion villains. Yeah. And like, hey, we'll draw the Joker yet again, you know, as a good Mock killed him a bunch of times, and he's back, and all that. I just, uh, like, anytime I see him, like, on the cover or something, I'm like, yeah, pass, you know, or, like, Lex Luthor again, you know, again. And, and they both had amazing stories where they kind of, like, closed that, uh, out that chapter of those heroes' life. <clears throat> you know, I'm sure it's for financial reasons. Um, yeah, but, you're not going to kill the cash cow. No, but like I find stuff like that whole when they're building up Batman versus like Deathstroke because they're they're pretty equally matched. I'm like, this is interesting to me. Um, Scarecrow, who's another Joker, basically, which is like fear. Like there he is, you know. Again, like some some kind of cast off of him, you know. Sometimes they portray Two Face the same way, or sometimes they really really cool. You know, and like laid back and much. Uh, yeah, I, I just think there's just weight villains that like we've seen, uh, or to see that guy over and over and over again. And I, I don't see a storyline out there that can top things like Dark Knight or Killing Joke with those characters. True enough. That anything to a close better than those guys did. It. Well, all right. But, yeah. All right, Dave. Thank you so much for being our first guest. We really, 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 really appreciate it. Uh, love your work. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, well, we should be rid of the con. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Discord, Discord jumped me on that one. What was that, a yes or a no? I did it. <laughs> oh, I was asking. And if you'd be willing to talk about Oh wow. Discord really is just not liking liking us right now. I think this guy coming up. What you're working on is great, dude. Apps for having me anytime. You you guys got contacts. You know, just hit me up on Facebook or anything. I know. All right, sounds good. All right, thank you so much. And this has been our inaugural episode of Impulse Interviews with uh, Tony the Hitman Horton and the Todd Father. Thank you so much. And everybody out there, just slam on that like button. Uh, Like, subscribe, please share. Uh, We'll be doing this from time to time. And I hope you guys have a great day. Catch you later. Peace.